Welcome to The Short-Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by eXp or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of The Short-Term Show. Today, I have Patrick Swiatek. He told me the correct way to pronounce his name and it's impossible, so we're not going to pronounce it like that. <laughs> but... Um, Patrick Switek, a uh, real estate investor, short-term shop client, and host of the Patrick Real Estate Show. And I will let him take it from here. Patrick, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So my background is very tech-oriented. Um, and I, I was starting companies since I was 14 years old, actually. So uh, my first company was a game server company that I provided game server space across the world basically and made $40,000 a year doing it. Not the traditional route for a high school student, but I was a failing high school student. So um, I didn't really have good grades. And I thought that people really wanted to, you know, have somebody with real world experience that provides real world value. Uh, colleges, uh, newsflash colleges don't care about that. So <laughs> there I was, um, couldn't really get into a college um, but eventually got good grades, got into a college, did that whole thing. Um, was in tech for a while, started building a bunch of tech companies, raised venture capital, did that whole thing. Um, and then didn't really work out. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was. Entrepreneurship is a lot harder, as you know, Avery. Uh, and yeah, just um, eventually I, I moved to LA and I started working for Avance. And that was... Avance is a Airbnb arbitrage company. They had around 200 units. I helped them scale to a thousand plus with, I was a product manager there. So definitely touched every part of the business. And that's really where I fell in love with short-term rentals. I didn't know that you worked for Avance. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So where did you grow up? I thought you grew up in LA. No, I didn't. No, I'm not an LA boy. I'm a Chicago born Um, and raised. I love Chicago Um, so much. Yeah. Midwesterners. So we got to represent. <laughs> yep, yep. I am married to a Midwesterner. So you guys you certainly go. represent. <laughs> um, but I do, I do love going to Chicago. It's like a Chicagoans are gonna hate me for saying this, but it's like a, a cleaner, more easy to deal with New York. <laughs> <laughs> and better pizza. Don't forget about that. <laughs> oh yeah, different kind. I do, you know, I do think that I prefer Chicago pizza to New York pizza. Oh, that is a very <laughs> controversial thing to say, Avery. I think a, you just, 
I lost my New York card right there. Yeah, you just <laughs> lost all your New York followers. There you go. That just drops. <laughs> yeah, I just but, um, I just like the deep dish better. Yeah, I I agree, and and I will be on the same boat as you. The food in Chicago is unparalleled, and I will always say this to forever that Chicago in the summer is the best city. But nine months of the year, it's not summer. So nine <laughs> months of the year, it's a living hell. <laughs> yeah, and so. I, I don't like to be cold. So I've, mm-hmm. I've, I think I've only been in the summertime. So maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's usually what it is. Okay, awesome. So I want to hear about uh, working for Avance Day because it's mm-hmm. really interesting to me when someone, and I know a few people like this. Uh, we have one on our team, actually. Um, people have worked for like a big property management company like that. And then when they buy their own short-term rentals, they're self-managing. So I want to hear what made you decide to self-manage because people, other people that I've known that have worked for Evolve or Vacasa and then bought their own, they just throw them on that management company that they work for. So what made you decide not to do that? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I actually, when I worked for Avanste, I think the biggest observation point I had there was the fact that during the three weeks in Palm Springs, which is week one of Coachella, which is actually happening at the time of this recording, um, week two, which is another Coachella weekend, and then Stagecoach. These are like the biggest weekends in all of Southern California, pretty much, because everyone flows to Palm Springs and takes Airbnbs and and just has a blast at you know all the these big artists and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very popular week, three weeks, and Stagecoach is the country, so that's probably more your style, Avery. Uh, <laughs> no, but, no, not for me. I am going to see a. I'm going to a metal festival at that same venue. I forgot what it is, the Polo Club or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that um Hammer and what there's a one called Hammers and okay, it's a Power mind. Trip. It's power a small, trip. smaller one, but yeah. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I literally saw those three weeks and the revenues that came in through those three weeks paid off for the lease for the whole year for all the properties. When I saw that I realized, wow, short-term rentals are the way to go. And at the time when we were working with, um, so I was a product manager. I was building the tech around everything that we were doing. And we were using Streamline. And Streamline was one of the OGs of PMS softwares, which I'm sure Luke is going to love hearing about all this. But I basically built out off of Streamline, I've helped build out the internal PMS system that they use to this day. And they don't have their, they have their own PMS system. They don't use anything else because everything else was undeveloped. Guesty tried to work with us and we talked to them. It was very early stages. It was like 2018, 2019. And we, we just couldn't, we just couldn't integrate with them. It was just not, it was not where it is now. And it was not as accessible, which is why a lot of people use property management companies. Now, when I left Avanste and and fast forward to when I found the short-term shop, that was a whole transition of realizing, wow, self-management is a lot easier than I thought. And this is a huge opportunity. And you guys got in at the, I mean, you guys were doing, you know, everyone a service of, of teaching them that the technology is there. It's more accessible and everyone can self-manage. 
All right. So where did you buy your first? Well, actually, let me back up. What's in your portfolio right now? Currently, I I own six short-term rentals and I manage 24 for other people currently. All right. So where are your properties that you own personally? Then we'll get into the ones that you manage. Yeah. So I own the first one that I bought was with the short-term shop. So I kind of want to, can I tell the story about how I came about the short-term shops? I think this is a really interesting story. I was, I wanted to get into co-hosting the moment I left Avance Day. What happened was they laid me off and it was during COVID. They had huge layoffs and I realized I have this management technique that's really good, but nobody wanted to give me a shot at co-hosting. Literally nobody. They're like, I couldn't hold a job. I kept getting fired from every job that I got because I was not a good employee. I was actually a really shitty employee. And it's like, I'm an entrepreneur. I was didn't really care about the things I was doing in the work. And people kept firing me. I got fired from three jobs in a row in one year. So that's that shows something. I thought it was a whole failure. I, I literally took personality tests. I'm realizing what is wrong with me? Um, turns out, I, I I couldn't even get somebody to to manage their property for them, even though I knew everything about management that Avance they taught me. They wouldn't let me manage their property. And I realized I have to buy my own property. So I started asking people around. I said, hey, like, where can I get a property? Where should I go? And this one guy, I was on the phone with him and he told me, he's like, yeah, there's this one big time realtor in, uh, in the Smoky Mountains. And I realized I'm like, yeah, I've I've been to Smoky Mountains. I've I've definitely visited. I I enjoyed it. I, I it's a family place that we went to like two or three times. And so I knew the area and I and I realized I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. And but he was like, Oh, I don't think you can get on her schedule. Like she's way too busy. Like she's way too busy. And I was like, Really? And I was like, Who is this person? It's like, oh, her her name is Avery Carl. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, and me being me, I was like, can I? can you at least try to get me in touch with them? See if I can get in. And it created this exclusive feeling where I'm like, I want to kind of, I want to, ha- <laughs> I want to get in, <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to be one of the clients. And at the time you guys were blowing up and you guys had, I remember even in that call when we were doing the whole like rundown of everything, like how everything works and what you guys do, it was like 60 to hundred people in there. And I realized, how am I going to compete with everybody here? That's the first thing I thought of. And I've never bought a real estate property in my life. And I didn't know what I was I was going to do. I didn't know anything. And so thank God, I actually got connected to Jennifer and Jennifer Mix. Shout out to Jennifer Mix. And <laughs> she she is she did a really great job. Um, the whole process was really great. And I think the 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 thing she told me, she said, Oh, yeah, like just put an offer. You should you just have to start putting in offers because. I saw there was like over a hundred people in that one call and you guys had those every Tuesday. So I was like, there's probably hundreds of people that are with the short-term shop trying to get something in the Smoky Mountains. And I'm one of hundreds and there's more people probably outside of that. So she told me, I'll just give an offer and just try it out because you're going to have to submit like 20 offers before you get something. First offer. So this is what, like 2021 when everything was really, really nuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. First offer gets accepted. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? Jennifer, you're too good at your job. You got to stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where things really started. And yeah, short-term shop. 
All right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for choosing us for your first one. Happy to <laughs> have helped in some way. And let's hear about the other five. Where are those? Yeah. So I realized I was tapped out. I couldn't really get any more properties because my DTI was tapped out. I couldn't, I had to figure out how to leverage. And so I, I started doing networking events. I, this is actually a very interesting factoid. I actually run a community called STR Nation. The first time that I came out with STR Nation, I didn't know anybody else except for the people that I met in the Facebook group from the short-term shop. So we all buddied up and we were all in SoCal. Alex Savio is one of them. Uh, Stephanie, my co-founder for um, short STR Nation is one of them. And me and her, we just, I mean, we all grew together. It was like, that was like the, the foundation. It was like the short-term shop meetup. And then it turned into STR Nation. But that's like an interesting factoid that a lot of people don't know is like it started with the community that we built on the Facebook group for the short-term shop. And from there, we grew it into STR Nation. And so you've, I mean, Avery, we've talked about this. You've built a bunch of different influencers, I guess you can say. I don't know what to call ourselves in the space. And everyone that's influences gives back. And it's all kind of a ripple effect of what you've created. I know you're 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 probably going to blush as I'm saying all this, but you you did you did change my life. You did Aww. you were that pivotal moment in my life where I realized I could buy this asset, and I got more comfortable with real estate. Uh, I didn't even know what an EMD was, and I was so stressed out. And I I remember the feeling of just like going through the whole process, realizing this is okay you're okay, you're fine. And that that confidence boost is what I needed because once I had that first rental and I started doing those meetups and I started giving back to other people, the thing that happened was I ran into my business partner, now, current business partner. And he told me, he said, I do flips. I flipped over a hundred houses you know how to do Airbnb because I had one Airbnb property and I felt confident already. And we took this partnership and we ran with it and we just started doing bursters in Joshua Tree, California. So that's where all of my prop, my rest of my properties are and all the rest of the management properties are. Okay. That's kind of like that confidence was, was amazing. Avery Carl. I, I don't, I want to, I want to tell you that I, I'm going to stop doing this because I I've probably given you enough I don't want to make you blush <laughs> on camera, but but you truly did change my life. So I appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you very much. And you're giving me way too much credit. You did <laughs> all the work, but I definitely appreciate that. And I'm happy to have helped in, in some small way, but you did the work. <laughs> um, hey guys, hope you are enjoying this week's episode of the short-term show. We are loving it. We are loving interviewing all these guests for you guys. And we hope you're getting a lot of value out of it. And we just, we really love you guys. We love you so much that we have created a community just for you. We have a Facebook group specifically for short-term rental investors. And there are tons of great posts every day, sharing best practices, learning new things from other short-term rental investors. And we would love to see you over there. The name of the group is the same name as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Head over and join the conversation. We look forward to seeing you over there. Thanks guys. 
Hopefully you guys are finding all of these short-term show episodes to be really helpful. We certainly hope that you are, but maybe you have more questions and you just want to be able to ask an expert a certain question here and there. Well, we have at the short-term shop open office hours on Zoom every Thursday and you can sign up for free. So if you head over to strquestions.com, you can sign up to hop on and we will answer any questions that you have on short-term rental investing. Again, it's every Thursday and you can sign up at strquestions.com. So yeah, but I think that is the really cool thing about real estate investing is there every now and then I'll get people who will be like, uh, you're your company or your whatever is so fake. Why would you teach other people how to make money doing what you're doing? Why would you, uh, like, why would you train your competition? And it's just like that in real estate investing. Like there's not many people that, that say things like that. Everybody gives back because there is, there's plenty of real estate for everyone. There's plenty of business for everyone. There's plenty of deals for everyone. And whether it's, whether it's short-term rentals, whether it's multifamily there's tons of, you know, different Facebook groups and podcasts and people sharing their uh, information and what they've learned. And I think that really does help. Like for me, it was bigger pockets um, mm -hmm. and bigger pockets was the only one when we started, there's bigger pockets, there's get paid for your pad, which I'm also a huge, huge fan of. Uh, but bigger pockets was really like, I started listening to that before we owned anything. And I listened to it every day on my run. I would leave from, I was working on music row in Nashville, making like no money and had to wait every day for my boss who like we got off at five we were supposed to get off at five and I finished I'm a very much a morning person when it comes to work so I'm really really productive until about 11 o'clock and then I'm completely useless in the afternoon so when I had a w2 I would like finish all my work by 11 and I'm just sitting there the rest of the day and she wouldn't even need anything from me necessarily. I'd just be sitting there, but I was not allowed to leave until she left. And sometimes it would be like seven 30 at night anyway. So I would leave there and I'd be like, so angsty because, you know, she didn't even need anything from me. She just made me sit there until she was ready to leave. She didn't even get to work until like 11 in the morning. And I've been here since 7.00 AM and, uh, listening to bigger pockets, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out of this stupid ass job. <laughs> And I did eventually. So it's been bigger pockets for me is who I have to thank for That's not having, for everything. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. And look, it's like standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Bigger pockets took you. And then where you're at right now, you've taught so many people on how to self-manage, how to become, you know, wealthy through real estate investing on short-term rentals and how accessible it was. And then now I'm teaching other people how to do it. And I'm, I have clients that I teach co-hosting and all that kind of stuff. And I can actually kind of relate to your story. When I was uh, working a job in between most of these jobs, and one of them landed during the holidays, and I wanted to take some time off. Uh, turns out that uh, with Avance Day, I, basically they made me work on Chris, like Christmas Eve. And I had to cover for other people because short-term rentals never sleep, right? People vacation during Christmas Eve. And so I had to come to the office and half the office wasn't there. And I remember wanting to leave, but I didn't have enough paid time off or anything to be able to work, even work from home. I, I couldn't go back home to Chicago to be with my family for Christmas Eve, which is a huge holiday for us. And it's like very, and I remember sitting there and thinking, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> why, why am I, why am I 
succumbing to somebody else's schedule and somebody else's freedom, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here the moment I can, you know? And it was the same, same realization as you. And that's when I started really digging into real estate and even more so, but, um, but yeah, I I could relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, maybe we're the, maybe we're the problem that everyone has with millennials being entitled and not wanting to work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I I won't apologize. You want to apologize formally to everybody? No, no, I will not. I won't apologize. (laughs) I think here's, here's my take on this. I really do think, cause we're both millennials. We're both younger in a world full of people that blame millennials too, that, you know, we're not hardworking and all that. I think we just really value freedom. I really do. And as long as you can find other people to work with you and give them the freedom they want, then you'll be okay. Yeah. But I I think people miss that part. People don't feel like they, they have ownership over, over things. Like we, we don't want to be a small part of the process. We want to have a a passion, a, a reason for living and being on this earth. And we value experiences so much more, which is why short-term rentals are such a big thing. And it's going to continue being a big thing is because we are, we are wired for experiences. Like we don't buy the Ferraris. We buy the big lake house, you know, on the lake, that's eight bedrooms and all of our friends can come and we can have a great time. That's what I think we're, we're leaning towards. Yeah, absolutely. Let's switch gears for a minute and talk about your co-hosting business. So you bought a small property management company. So rather than, you know, getting a property here, getting a property there, you just bought a portfolio of properties to manage at one. Well, you didn't buy the properties. You bought the management company that had the portfolio. So let's hear about that because that's something that we don't hear much on this show. We hear a lot about buying real estate, but really not much about buying companies or companies. So the idea here was I have these wealth generation properties, right? These properties are going to create wealth over the long run. Yet I don't have as much of an active business. And what better active business than co-hosting? And one of the unrealized benefits after I bought the company, which I'll explain how it's structured for the people that are listening, but the the one of the benefits is being able to actually take all of the properties that I have and applying economies of scale to those properties. So I can afford a VA. I can afford four VAs, actually. I can afford an uh, area manager that can go out there at any given point. I can afford having people in-house, cleaners. So they're overall cheaper. You know, I have this infrastructure of a business that I formed around my short-term rentals. And now if I ever want to buy more short-term rentals, which I'm actually funny enough, I'm actually 1031ing the the cabin that I originally bought. Um, I bought it for 306 with you, Avery. I just got an offer and I we'll see if it, it goes through, but I did get an offer for 465. So that's wow. a year and a half of of appreciation. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. What are you Not gonna bad. buy with it? That's that's the fun thing is like I don't know yet, but if, <laughs> I gotta find something. But if I find, you know, something in Joshua Tree, for instance, I can just put it under the management company. I have all the people there to do the full gut rehab. It's just like plug and play, and yeah. it's like super easy because I have this business, this management business that that kind of runs. Now, on top of that, 
another big benefit that I realized it's so much easier to get clients when you already have an existing business. I go up to somebody and say, Hey, I have cleaners in house. I have maintenance. I have uh, area managers. I have four people. They're just like sold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, done. When I started trying to convince people after I, I left Avant stay to co-host, it was the hardest thing I ever did. I cold called. I did everything. I couldn't figure it out. But the moment I had the brand, it was, I mean, I signed on, I had 30 leads in the last month and a half, maybe 35 now. And I signed on 10 clients. So oh. that's, that's a, a one, one third of the people I turned down and they've said yes to me and I've turned them down because I have standards of what I can pick and choose, you know? And so that's a whole nother conversation. Like I've, that's a whole nother thing. But in terms of buying a property management company, let's say you're interested. The way that I found out about it is my friend literally came up to me and said, listen, I don't have, because I kept telling everybody I want to find co-hosting clients. This one person came up to me and said, listen, I don't have one client for you, but I have 16. Would you be interested? And I said, tell me more. <laughs> and turned out it's, uh, it's somebody wanted to let go of their co-hosting property management company. And they were too busy. They had a baby. Apparently babies are a lot of time. And, <laughs> and they, um, they, they said they want somebody else to run it. And I, I said, okay. And we structured the deal. The, the way we structured it was we put up, we sell or finance it. We put up 50% upfront and 50% on the back end. So our back end is after a year. So after we've generated enough cash flow, then we'll be able to pay that second half. And then um, the second half, we're protecting that second half because these contracts, this is another important key thing is the contracts for us, they had a month to month. That was part of their selling points, but also something that could be detrimental to the value of the business because you don't have year long contracts. When you have year long contracts, you're guaranteed a specific amount of revenue, but these people could leave at any point. So that was more risky. So that kind of devalued the company a little bit. Um, we paid, we, we, some people do it off of EBITDA. So like three acts of EBITDA is kind of where people sit, but we did it off of the gross because they had a lot of business in the last six months that they brought on and they had a lot of business that we were going to get rid of. So we actually went through and we said, okay, well, these clients, we wouldn't keep anyway. So we don't want to pay for those clients, that kind of thing. Um, but we eventually ended up paying one to one and a half times the gross revenue. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so had you not been able to sell or finance this, I'm just asking this for the knowledge of the listeners. Had you not been able to sell or finance this, what kind of loan would you, would you buy a business with? Do you get a small business loan? Yeah, I think you can do a small business loan. I don't know too much about that because I really didn't look too much into it. And, but I, yeah, you would be able to qualify for a small business loan to some degree. But from what I've heard, at least from talking to banks, it's kind of hard to value a business like that as opposed to a restaurant, super easy to value. Mm -hmm. uh, it's harder to value a property management company because you're, it's a service business. And I don't know exactly what, why, but I, I'm not an expert on that. So I wouldn't gotcha. even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you found something that worked for you. And again, guys, I, I've kind of have been stressing lately, the importance of like not looking at what other people are doing and saying, oh, well, 
because they're doing that. I don't have the resources to do something that cool or that big. So I'm just not going to do anything. So you would think uh, if you hear, okay, this guy brought bought a property management company, you automatically think, okay, he's got a ton of money and he just went and bought this huge business when actually he was able to get seller financing, didn't have to make a huge, well, uh, arguably huge down payment. Um, didn't Avery, have to pay for the whole thing in cash. <laughs> can I, can I add, I didn't, I actually over leveraged. <laughs> I <laughs> used none of my own money because I brought in a business partner. I had the deal. I brought in the business partner. He put down all the money. So obviously I, I owe him, but the money is going to come from the business and we've added so much value. We've increased revenue by 30%. And on top of that, adjusted for seasonality. And on top of that, we added a bunch of clients. So this business is worth more. Yeah. And um, I, t- I, I took his money. So, so people think, oh, well, what about the other five properties you bought? The other five properties were also using other people's money. I didn't use any of my own money for those deals other than the first deal that I did with you, Avery Carl. So that's, that's, I think people got to stop thinking that they can't do things because it's a limiting belief. There's always something for somebody to do. There's always a way to figure it out. If you really care, you're going to figure it out. It just takes time and time again to actually make it work. Totally. So guys, see, you can, you, you don't have to be rich or have a lot of money. You can, you just have to keep digging until you find your your way. So I think that's a really, really great, great example and great story, Patrick. So we're to the last three questions of the show. First one is, this wasn't that long ago for you. Uh, what advice would you give 20-year-old Patrick? Um, so yesterday I would tell myself, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm 26 now. I, I 20-year-old me Honestly, I would tell 20-year-old me to not, I think to not, I think it's such a hard, that's such a good question. God, Uh, I would tell myself to just truly enjoy life and to go with the flow more. I was trying to be a lot more structured and thinking everything mattered when really I, I, I think I should have just gone more with the flow been more okay with not being, I felt like a failure. I compared myself to other people and I I wish I just didn't do that as much. Like now I don't do that as much. Like there's a lot of people that are my age that I've known in the tech world that have sold their companies, their tech companies and made like 20, $50 million, a hundred million dollars, you know, crazy amounts of money. And for me, I'm looking at myself, what am I doing with my life? But I, I think now at 26, I, I'm a lot more wise. So that's why I would tell myself is don't don't bother about what other people are doing. Just go on your path, go with the flow and just do your thing. And exactly what you were saying earlier, everyone's got a different path. Everyone's got a different way of going about life and you just got to find your way. That's totally true. All right. Number two, what advice would you give a new investor who is looking to get started today? I would say... <laughs> I would say get her in the right rooms and get that mindset shift going. I think that's the big one is the reason I was able to buy my first property was because I was in the short-term shop Facebook group. Seriously. And that was the inspiration. I'm doing it again, Avery. I'm sorry. I couldn't hold myself. Uh, But that's the inspiration for why I started SCR Nation, right? Is to have that community and help other people realize, oh, that's possible. Right. I thought 
as a 24 year old, when I bought my first property, that I couldn't buy a property out of state. Well, I did it. I mean, I went all the way to Tennessee. So I think, you know, I just saw other people doing it and inspired me. So get in the right rooms. Also good advice. And last, what is your favorite book that's impacted your mindset? Short-term, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I like your book, but it's not the best one that I've personally read. My favorite book is definitely How to Win Friends and Influence Others. That was, that book changed my life fundamentally because I was a shot, believe it or not, you're probably like Avery, you're probably like, this guy does not shut up. Uh, I swear <laughs> I was a nerd. I just played video games. I was to myself. I did my thing. I really didn't talk to people. So that book just got me out of my shell. It's crazy. That's a great book. Yeah. All right, Patrick. So if our listeners want to follow you, where can they do that? Yeah. um, You can listen to my podcast if you'd like, The Patrick Real Estate Show. But if you want to follow me, feel free to follow me on um, Instagram. This is going to be a hard one. This is how you spell my name. P-A-T-R. Y-K underscore S-W-I-E-T-E-K. As long as you get the first name, you'll be pretty good. And follow me on Instagram. Ask me any questions. I'm honestly so willing to give back. This community, there's enough business to go around. Um, And I think that's like the big thing that you got to understand is like, let's all win together. So thank you for having me, Avery. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Patrick. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Hey, take care.